Welcome back to The Author Biz. I'm Stephen Campbell, and this is the show where we deliver the information you need to build a thriving and sustainable business as an author. In today's episode, we take a close look at the process romance author Jamie Albright uses to keep her books tickling the Amazon algorithms and staying near the top of the sales charts while generating around $5,000 a month in royalties, despite the fact that she's published only two books, both in the last year. Jamie is an active participant in the 20 Books to 50K Facebook group, so when I saw that she'd come close to 50K with just two books, I had to talk to her, if for no other reason than to be able to title an episode, Two Books to 43K. Now, I've known and followed Jamie for a while, and this show delivers way more than just a great title. We also get some some laughs and insights from an author who gladly shares both the hits and misses in her writing career in this episode of The Author Biz. As always, we'll have links to everything we mentioned during the show at theauthorbiz.com. The show notes will also have a link to The Author Biz Facebook group. So if you haven't already joined us inside, please consider this your personal invitation. Just search on The Author Biz in Facebook and look for the group, not the page. All right, let's get this show started. My opening question to Jamie was to ask what her initial goals were for her first year when she published that very first book, Running from a Rockstar, in April 2017. I thought that I would get two books out for sure. I think optimistically, I thought I would get three books out, but it turned out to be two books. All right. Now you are in a lot of indie writing communities. You know a lot about the world of indie writing. You work with a lot of indie authors and you know that you've got to write more than two books in a year to make any money. So what, why was your plan to write two? Well, I really felt like I was going to write three. I really, really thought that, but I overestimated what I was capable of doing. I I really just felt like if I could get, you know, the three out, mm-hmm. I would be okay. Um, I was worried with two when I knew, when I saw that it was just going to be two. So now yeah, what, no, what did, I know the rules. <laughs> what did you expect in terms of earnings for the two books? You know, I don't know if I had any expectations. I had hopes. What that, were your hopes? You know, I think, you know, if, that if I could make a thousand, fifteen hundred a month, that I'd be happy uh, because that would, you know, pay back what I had spent on creating the book with editing and formatting and covers, you know, that I would be happy with that. Um, I had a job, uh, it was a part-time job that I'd been at for a lot of years. It's a, it was a really good paying part-time job and it suited our family. So, um, I didn't mind staying there. Uh, but that was really it. I didn't think that I would, well, especially with just two books that I would be able to make enough money to do anything else other than supplement our income. I remember, I, I don't remember what month it was, but it was a few months ago. You and I were chatting and you're like, oh my God, I made $5,000 this month. Mm-hmm. And then the yeah. next month it was, oh my God, I made $5,000 again this month. Yeah. Yeah. That's been since November. Yeah. And it's uh, the been book- pretty much every month. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. did your, when did the second book come out? First one came out on April 17th. When did the second one come out? 
October 26th. So I was making pretty consistently 1600 to $1,800 since April, except for September. September was kind of a bad month and or a low month. I made $1,300. So so, but still consist pretty consistently, you know, sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars. And then in October, I made thirty eight hundred dollars. And then November, I made a five fifty two hundred. December, I made about fifty six hundred. And then January, I made sixty two hundred. I think I remember and- one month asking you, "Are you still making five thousand dollars a month?" And you said. <laughs> No, not last month. I made forty nine hundred or forty eight hundred or something. Forty nine, like yeah. This past <laughs> month, it was it's forty nine hundred and fifty eight dollars. <laughs> so, with one book, all that time, you're making more than you expected to make. Yeah. With one book, what were you doing to keep that book in front of readers and to keep them buying it? Uh, I did mostly AMS ads, and I did newsletter swaps. From the beginning, um, from the time the first book launched, um, I launched the book and then had newsletter swaps set up for nine days after. All right, let's the, let's. There, there are going to be people out there that don't know what a newsletter swap yeah, is. So let's. Yeah, what define newsletter swap? Newsletter swap is when I give my book to another author and they put it out in their newsletter to their readers. And I'll take their book and put it in my newsletter and put it out to my readers. And I had a newsletter list of 1,200 people before the first book launched. How? Because <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird? Because I used to hear people say that all the time, especially Mark Dawson. And really, if I could have seen Mark Dawson, I would have grabbed him by the ear because I kept thinking, how do you build a list when you don't have a product? Yeah. But in February last year, I uh, February twenty seventeen. Tw- February twenty seventeen, I was on a. Um, one of the groups, I, I think it was the 20 books to 50 K group and someone, um, Pamela Kelly, I think said she was, uh, doing a preview promo on Insta freebie, which meant you'd put up two or three chapters. Some people put up even a few more chapters of their book. And then the promo went out to readers uh, we all promoted it to our, you know, readers. I had twelve, I think, at the time. <laughs> so you were really carrying your weight with mm-hmm. that. I was. <laughs> I, I shared it every day. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I want to be in this. And she said, okay, send me your. There's a form to fill out. So I go to fill out the form, and it wants to Insta freebie link. It wants your Mailchimp link. I didn't have either. I had nothing. the The book wasn't even formatted. It wasn't. It wasn't through edits yet. And, uh, but I spent a weekend setting up Insta freebie and MailChimp and I was drinking heavily by the end of the weekend. Uh, Jennifer Evans, a friend of mine Skyped with me from California to help me set it up. And a friend of mine, well, actually my editor, Serena Clark, um, she formatted the first three chapters and the first two chapters had won a couple of, uh, I'd won a couple of contests with that book, RWA romance mm-hmm. writers of America. I'd won a couple of contests. So that book was very well formatted up to the set, the third chapter. So I had a 
friend of mine go through the third chapter, it still had a few mistakes, but I felt okay about it. Um, I probably was just too dumb to know any better, but I had it formatted, put it up, went out in that promo, and I got, I think, 80 um, names, and okay. I was thrilled, yeah. thrilled because I had, not, I had 12. Um, and then it went out in another promo with uh, an author that I was working for um, at the time. She had a big promo going out, and she let me put my preview in it, and I got – 1100 or something. And that was this um, another Insta freebie promo or something it else? Was another, it was another Insta freebie promo. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I had 1200 subscribers by the end of, well, by the middle of March, I had 1200 subscribers. So I sent out a newsletter immediately and I sent one out every week until the book came out. And the first, um, the first email that went out, I told this story about how I put my daughter's pants on that are five sizes too small. And I thought I'd gained all this weight. It's a, (laughs) it's a hilarious story, but I mean, like I was seriously thinking, how did I gain this much weight in a week? And then I realized (laughs) they were hers. I don't even know how I got them on. They, that from the beginning set the tone for who I am as a writer. I mean, the, the preview of the book did too, but it, it just set my brand. You know, this is who I am. This is what you can expect from me. Um, not every week do I send out a crazy story because, thank God, not every week something crazy happens to me. But um, even like when the hurricane hit, um, I, I gave, because I'm in Houston, I gave kind of a commentary from my perspective, you know, which is always going to find some humor somewhere. Mm-hmm. That was just really important to me. And from all I've, all I'd learned was, you know, you need, they need to know who you are. And so because of that, those 1200 people stayed on my list. I had very, very few unsubscribes. That's amazing because most I, people I, I, who, who get Insta, Insta freebie list, who do Insta freebie list building, the first time they send something out, they get Huge yeah. numbers of unsubscribes. Well, I think I maybe had twenty, and, and that's that's that was like over a month of sending out, um, you know, newsletters because I sent one out every week until the book came out. Other than funny stories, what did you say in in your newsletter? Well, I would give them, um, you know, I showed them the cover, and then I, uh, well, they already they'd already some of them already seen the cover, um, and then I was sending uh, little snippets of the um, um, book that was coming out. Um, I wasn't doing any newsletter swaps because at the time I didn't even know, I wasn't, I didn't have a book to swap with anybody, mm-hmm. so I didn't do that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, just kind of bits and pieces of my life. Uh, my daughter was getting married, and and so one, you know, <laughs> I told about when I went and, Tried on dresses, which was a nightmare. And I mean, at one point, some lady had her knee in my back trying to zip the dress up, yelling, that thing doesn't fit. But, <laughs> and I just told that. I mean, it was, that's just who I am. So that my newsletters are very much like that. They're very much a slice of life. I, I tell things about my family. Um, they don't care. And so, yeah, it just works out that way. Okay, so the, the book, the book comes out and mm-hmm. you send the email to your email list. Yes. Um, do you remember 
how many sales you got out of that? Were you able to track that or, or how many how many people at least click through to see the book? Okay. Uh, on April, well, because I actually launched on April 11th, not April 17th, but on April 18th, I'd sold 244 books. Okay. That's so a lot. Seven days later. Yeah. Okay. 244 books. I had 74 reviews on that day and I had 5,900 page reads. Okay. And then you just, you started doing newsletter swaps and running AMS ads. Right. I, I started newsletter swaps like the day my book went out, mm -hmm. I had I had a newsletter swap, and I had um, I actually it actually worked out well for me, but again it was dumb luck because the first two or three people that put my newsletter out, they had smaller list, so I had kind of a slow steady climb, so that worked for me because. Over the weekend, then I had a couple of people. Like I had two people a day, I think, um, putting it out, and they had much, much larger list. And so then, yeah, it, it really helped me a lot. When did you start the AMS ads? Probably the next week, and I knew. I was going to say, what did you know? How did you learn about AMS ads? <laughs> what? How much do you think I knew? I mean, seriously, <laughs> you know me. I mean, I did not, I knew about them. I, I knew enough about them to, to know that I had to bid and I had, you know, I, I, I knew the basics, but I also was broke. I mean, um, I spent all my money on this launch, which I spent $50 on a, um, review promo review and art team promo mm -hmm. with a company called shifted sheets. And I spent $15 on a ebook soda ad. That's all the money I had left to, you know, promote this book. Um, so I started out $2 a day with one ad at $2 a day, but I, my, according to what, you know, the, clicks to rate, you know, clicks to impressions ratio, mm -hmm. it, it was, those numbers were right. And so I thought, well, I'll keep running it. And then a week or so later, I, I upped it to $5 and I added a $5 one. But I mean, I think by the end of that month, I had almost a million impressions on one of my ads, which you can't do now with a $5 ad <laughs> on AMS. I mean, uh -huh. It was just crazy. And so I kept running them. But, you know, if people want technical stuff and if they want a lot of data. The email go, you, right? Yeah. No. Go talk to <laughs> Brian Meeks. <laughs> yes. God love him. He is the king. I pretty much was like, am I, spend, am I making more than I'm spending? Yes. Okay. I'm good. I mean, really, that was, that was it because I was just learning them as I was going along. So – it, it could have gone the other way. And you, I, I was just sort of watching the rankings of your book, sort of lurking yeah. and seeing how it was going. Yeah. And I don't remember you hitting any kind of a cliff. No, I, I um, at 90 days, I remember putting a, a post on 20 books saying, well, it's been fun because my book had dropped from um, around 5,000 in the store about 9,000 maybe for a day or two. Mm -hmm. 
And so I wrote this, you know, it's been fun. It's been a good ride. And then the next thing I know, it's back down to 5,000. And it stayed at 5,000 with just a couple of little, like I think I have here on September 18th, it was 6,500. But it stayed in the top top 5,000 the majority of that time, those six months. And I mean, the only thing I was doing was AMS ads. And I was doing newsletter swaps, but not every day. I would have maybe two or three a month or something like that. Some okay. months I, I might have more. Yeah. And how did you, while this was going on, how do you, how do you interact with your readers and fans? Do you have a Facebook group, a Facebook page, <laughs> both? What do you do other than other than your email, which we already know about? Okay, I just started a Facebook group, like a private group, about a month ago. Yeah. I, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. By the way. I know. Well, I'm sorry. You, you can. You too can be a Brighton if you'd like. <laughs> um, no. I just didn't start a group and I knew that I should, but I was kind of like, what am I going to do with a group? And do they really want to interact? And so I didn't have a group. I had a Facebook page and I would interact some, but mostly it was, um, it was through email. I mean, it was just through email. Do people reply to your emails? Mm -hmm. Not a lot. I mean, like I hear people say, Oh, my inbox is full. I don't get that. But, um, you know, if I send out an email, I'll get, well, last week I got a lot of responses because I sent out another funny story, but, um, was that but, the you massage know, story? Yeah, that's massage story. I was, I, <laughs> I had a little surgery and you sent me, Jamie sent me the, the massage story after I got back from the surgery and uh, it just cracked me up. And, uh, so I can just imagine like story after story like that going out to your newsletter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm entertainment value, if nothing else. So, um, I, so really and truly up until just recently, um, I haven't had a group and even in the group now, I still, I think I struggle to really kind of, um, like when I'm in there and we're talking, that's cool, but then I'm not, I forget to go in there or I, um, I, I, I just need to be better is basically the bottom line. I just need to be better, you know, because I have, um, well, see, here's the deal. <laughs> when I started, I started in the Mark Dawson, uh, Sterling and Stone, Smarter Artists, you know, self-publishing podcast, um, Joanna Penn mm -hmm. kind of school of indie publishing where you market, you know, you get your books, you create books fast, which I failed that part. But you market and you, you know, it's all about visibility, getting your books out and, and having a plan and, you know, marketing plan and all that. Well, in the last six months, I've gotten involved with some romance authors. Uh, I'm in a group with them and we have a, we have a private Facebook group, you know, um, that we all host. And, you know, they're into blogs and cover reveals and teasers and all of that. Steve, I've, I've literally bought one teaser in my entire career <laughs> in a year. I, I didn't have any of that stuff. I didn't do that, but I do see the value in it, but I also see that, that sometimes it can cost money that you don't need to, in my opinion, you don't need to spend and it can cost time. Um, but I'm not saying it's time not well spent because visibility is everything. If, if, you know, people have to see your books, they have to know you're out there. And a lot of times they have to see them a lot of times before they'll buy it or 
get them on Kindle Unlimited. So, yeah. All right. So the second book comes out in October or November, and there's a, a, a significant jump in your income, more than yeah. double. Yeah, more than double. So you were going from around fifteen to $1,800 a month to mm-hmm. essentially $5,000 a month, and it's just continued on. Correct. Have you? Yeah. What have you done with your marketing budget since your income ramped up? <laughs> a lot. Okay. Uh, I spend a lot on on advertising. I mean, I what's I, a lot? I, was a, um, I spend around two thousand dollars a month. Okay, that's on, a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It, it's a lot. Um, but you know, I was I was making fifty dollars a day before book two came out, and I was re- really just hoping that I would make a hundred dollars a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was sort of looking at my ad, what my ad spend, because at that time I was only I was spending about twenty twenty percent, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was thinking, well, okay, I'll, I can raise it, but I'm not going to raise it forty percent because you know I mean you know, double it because there's no guarantee I'll get that back. So I was going to do it slowly, but, um, the, the book took off and I mean, they, they took off together. Like at one point at the beginning of November, I had two books in the top 1000. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was insane. I mean, it was just crazy. So I decided to double down on that and, and it's paid off. I mean, you know, I mean, it could have not paid off. And if it hadn't have, I would have backed off because I don't have money to burn. But um, my husband and I talked about it and we just were like, well, at this point, there's no reason to not try and see what happens. Um, the thing with AMS ads, you know, and everybody will say it's hard to scale up. That's true. Um, but for me, they they work really well. And in December, I had an ad that just kind of went crazy and I was making more than double my money on one ad because mm-hmm. I turned everything else off because I was using my money on that ad. And it, I was more, it, this was during the week of Christmas. Like I was making $200 a day the week of Christmas. It was crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I don't, I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. Call Brian. He might be able to, but I cannot but all I knew, but the minute it stopped working, I immediately lowered, you know, I took, I'm not stupid. I took the money out and I distributed it equally through over four ads and, you know, started again. And so. Is it just um, AMS ads for you still? Pretty much. Pretty much. I do. I'm kind of a rule breaker and that's so not me. I am a rule follower, total rule follower. But um, I've run some boosts, some Facebook boosts that worked phenomenally well for me. But they only work for a short period of time, like maybe four, three or four days. But when they work, they work really well. And I get like eight cents a click on a and a relevancy score of nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And I just I, I found the right authors to, to target, I guess. It took a little trial and error. How did you find them? Um, I just went, you know, I just kind of try, uh, it was a lot of trial and error, you know, I would switch out a few and see how that worked. But, you know, if I've done anything, these are the three things I've done right, Steve. There are a lot of things I've done wrong, but there are three things I've done right. One, I was willing to do anything I could to make this happen. So back last year 
after the first year, I knew I was going to have to pay for edits and I didn't have the money. So I sold plasma for three months to pay for my edit, my ads. Mm-hmm. I mean, my edits, because it's that it was that important to me. Um, and I've since I've done some other things where, you know, we went without or I went without because I knew I needed that money for ads or or formatting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I got my book in front of the right readers. And part of that was the, the um, you know, the newsletter thing. I started off with the right readers. And so because of that, I, my also bots were really, really great. So when I'm looking for other authors to target, those that's where I go. I go to my also bots. And those are the authors that usually do the best, very best for me, in in especially Facebook Boost. Mm-hmm. So, and then the third thing is, I just learned everything I could about indie publishing before I published. I spent a year. I held on to that book, that first book for a year, um, until I really felt like I understood what I was doing. So, and what did you do to learn? What What was your process for absorbing information? Mm, podcast. A lot of podcasts, <laughs> like a lot of podcasts. I had an hour drive to work and a 45-minute drive home. I listen to podcasts every day, um, you know, yours and uh, the Selmore Book Show and Mark Dawson's uh, self-publishing formula, Joanna Penn's Creative Pen, and then the self-publishing podcast, guys. Um, so I really just learned all I could. Um, when I first started looking at it, what happened was I co-wrote a book in 2015 with a, my critique partner mm-hmm. and I put it out under uh, my real name. Spoiler alert, Jamie Albright's not my real name, but um, anyway, I put it out under my real name and was like, okay, who's going to buy my book? And nobody bought my book except our friends and family. And I, that was in December of 2015. And I was like talking to a friend and said, how do you get people to buy your books? How do you, how do they even know they're there? And she said, well, you should listen to the Selmore Book Show, Brian Cohen and Jim Krugel show. And so I started listening to it and they were talking about the SPP guys, the mm-hmm. self-publishing podcast guys. And they were doing all this stuff, writing a book in a month, which that was before anybody else was writing a book in a month or that we knew about it. And uh, so I started listening to them and loving their show. And I started kind of at the beginning and I quickly realized, Hey, wait, even I know some of this stuff doesn't apply anymore. So I jumped ahead and they were talking about the uh, smarter artist summit that mm-hmm. they were hosting. And it happened to be in Austin, which I'm in Houston. And I was like, that's all I'm going. And I was telling my husband and he said, that sounds like a great opportunity. How are you going to pay for it? And I was like, yeah, you're right. I don't, you know, it's Christmas and I don't need to be spending money. And, and and he wasn't saying that he, but that was me projecting that. And, you know, I just kind of figured I needed to wait until I knew more to do something like that. And then the list of speakers came out and J- Julia Kent was on that list and she's a romantic comedy writer. Mm-hmm. I didn't know her, had never read her, but that was my sign from God that I was supposed to go. So I, had gotten a mileage check that I'd forgotten about and I returned all my Christmas presents and I bought my ticket to go to the smart artist. So <laughs> I love it. It's the, it's the best $500 I've ever spent because I, my plan was to like in July, put that, put rock star out. And, um, Julia 
um, I actually reached out to her before the summit and just said, Hey, can I buy you a cup of coffee when we get there? And she was very gracious. She, she didn't know me from Adam, but she did. And she actually approached me at the summit to say, Hey, do you have time to talk now? And, you know, her big advice was to wait until I had three books, which I didn't do, but I tried. And, um, but she really just said more than that, you need to know what you're doing. And I could have put Rockstar out. I mean, all it needed really was an edit. And, um, but I held on to it and I was writing the second book. So my intent was to have both of those written before I put it out. And so the second book was written. It just hadn't been revised. And then I put the first book out and it kind of went crazy for me. It went crazy. And, um, then I lost focus, which that's what I've done wrong. That's one of those wrong things I've done. Mm -hmm. And it took six months for me to really kind of, well, it took less than six months, but it took a couple of months for me to really rein myself back in and focus again and get the book, you know, so that it could get to the editor. Okay. And that was the second book. Mm -hmm. And I missed my editor appointment. I had to, one of the reasons it came out later is because she could only get me in later. And she really, um, she really shuffled some things around to get me in. So I I owe her a lot. Um, Serena Clark. And she's very busy now because, you know, so don't everybody rush her at one time because I still need her. But um, so that was the big thing for me is just education, just digging in. If I didn't understand something, I ask. Uh, The good thing is at the Smart Artist Summit, I, I met I met Brian Cohen. I met Joanna Penn. I met, you know, people, other people that aren't on podcasts, but that know a lot about indie publishing that I could just send a private message to and they would respond to me. They would answer my questions. And so, um, yeah, for one, people I who don't go to conferences, you, you really are missing out on that kind of access because everybody, especially in this community seems mm-hmm. to be willing to share and help. And <laughs> especially if you can meet them, and just form a, the smallest little bit of a relationship. It really opens the door. Right, right. And, I mean, this is just an example, and he'll probably kill me, but Brian Cohen, um, so I met Brian him. Brian is like the nicest guy in the world. The absolute he, he's nicest not guy. going to kill I, you. Uh, I, he's just so not, and I'm going to see him in just a few weeks at the Selmore Book Show Summit. So I met him just briefly, but we had talked a little bit online, and – then he did my blurb uh, for Rockstar, and um, when you say he did your blurb, you paid him blurb. to create yes. the blurb well, for you. Actually, I'm a Patreon supporter, and okay. at the time, uh, that was one of the perks of the level I. Okay, uh, but the so point, the point being, though, yeah. that that you he has service. Yes, yes, you yes. you took advantage of his service. I did. And so he wrote the blurb and I loved it. And I sent the book out to my ARC team and one of my ARC readers came back and said, you know what? The blurb in the book don't exactly match. And it kind of threw me off. And so that I asked a few other people and they said, yeah, it did me too. But I, you know, I thought it was kind of set in stone. This was a week before the book came out and it really just required a small change and I could have changed it, but I don't know. He wrote it. It's 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 his work. You I are like a rule follower. 
I am a rule follower. And so I just said, Brian, this is the deal. Do you have time? If you don't have time, I get it. I'll fix, you know, I'll change it. But you wrote it. If you want to, you know, I'd rather have your words than mine because it all goes together. He did that in two days. Like he turned it around in two days. And that's a big deal because he's very busy. He mm-hmm. did not have to do that. I mean, I could have fixed it, but it I don't know that it, I don't know that it would have been well, I know it wouldn't have been as good, and I don't. It wouldn't have had the same feel as it did because he did it, and um, I don't know. He might do that for everybody, but I felt comfortable contacting him because I had met him, and mm-hmm. so that was it. And then the week of the launch, two days it did great, and then the third day, like at noon, I had sold five copies or something, and I was freaking out. Like I had gone to pick up my daughter's wedding dress with her. And I was fighting back tears while we were getting, I pretended like I was crying because the dress was so beautiful, but it wasn't, <laughs> it was because of my Degum books. And so, um, I call, I, you know, I messaged him. I'm like, what? I'm just, you know, I don't know why, I don't know why I messaged him, but he was the one that got my frantic message. And he just talked me down from the edge. And he was like, it's going to be fine. The reporting's slow. Just take a breath. It's all going to be fine. And it was, but he didn't have to, I mean, you know, he didn't have to do that. And, um, I'm always I'm very grateful for that because I could have really gone in and done something crazy, like lowered my price because that was another thing I launched at two ninety nine, mm-hmm. And so I was worried that maybe I needed to lower my price. And he, that was another, he said, don't lower your price. Don't do anything. Just let it ride. It'll straighten itself out. And it did. So, I mean, that was, that's huge wisdom right there yes. because I was losing my crap. So. All right. One of the things that, that indie authors have a tendency to do and certainly not all, and probably not you, um, mm-hmm. but they become so absorbed with writing, getting the next book out, checking Facebook, checking their sales records, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that they become somewhat one dimensional mm-hmm. and they lose balance in their lives. So, and they're, you've, you've obviously got a family. You mentioned your daughter got married uh, sometime over the course of the last year. Uh, do you feel like you have uh, a reasonable balance in your life? Mm, probably not. But um, I think before I, Went full time, which that's another thing. In December, I was able to go full time. Yay! Um, yay! Yay! Yeah. Big, big deal. Big deal. Uh-huh. Um, but because of that, I felt like I had to jump in and just write all day and market all day and then do my other stuff all day. And and um, about three weeks ago, I really hit the wall. Like I was very depressed. I, I just felt like I was sitting in a dark room all the time and. What I realized is for some people that really works. You know, I know you and I both know people that just sit at their desk and they just pound out the words Mm -hmm. and they thrive off that. But I am an extrovert. And so because of that, I can't be alone all the time. I mean, when I realized I really had a problem and this is a true story, I was laying in my living room floor telling my story to my dog. Like I'm like Tug. that is a sign that you this may have is a, a trick. problem. I'm like Tug, she's so Charlie is a movie star and she is this, but she's and he just sat there and looked at me and I was thinking, 
okay, I got to get out. And, but it's, it is that lack of balance because you, it's tunnel vision and, mm-hmm. you know, there's pressure that I put on myself. You know, I put myself on podcast, you know, I mean, I, people ask me to be on podcasts, but it's because I put myself out there and I make posts on 20 books telling people what I made because I'm an oversharer and I can't help myself. Plus if it will help somebody that I'm all about that. Like I don't, I'm not just going to post my numbers with no explanation of anything. If I'm going to post stuff, it's going to be, you know, here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. Here's what I should have done. And, um, I put pressure on myself that I have to keep making $5,000 a month. I've told Stephen Campbell, I make $5,000 a month. I have to keep making it. And I mean, that's just ridiculous. I don't, I don't, I don't even need five. I don't even need to make $5,000 a month because I'm fortunate that I'm not the primary breadwinner in our family. And, um, I have a little side gig and it pays my bills. So I don't, I've done that to myself. Nobody else has. And, but I think we all kind of fall in that. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing over the last three weeks, I get up, I go walk and how long I get, um, I walk for about 30, 40 minutes. Okay. I, I, I can't really afford a whole lot of a, a whole lot more time. Um, but I try to, I definitely walk 30 minutes. Do you listen to podcasts when you walk or are you just out I there? Do. Is your brain working? Yeah. No, I, I listen to podcasts. I should. You I, know, once I, you I, stop driving back and forth to work, you lose a lot of podcast listening lot, time. A lot of time. I feel so behind. Um, and then, you know, I get ready. And then I have, I didn't today. And I didn't like once or twice last week, but the rest of the time I go to Starbucks or I go to a coffee shop and I write, um, and just being around other people has made a huge difference. And, you know, we've had unseasonably lovely weather here in Houston, no humidity. It's just been really beautiful. And so I've gone to Starbucks and sat outside, which I can't tell you how much better I feel. I I just feel better and I look better. Um, and you know, that's, what's important. And I, (laughs) I I just, I'm writing better uh, everything. I mean, Oh, I hate to admit this from December to now I've written more than a book. How much, how I'm, but I've had to get, I've gotten rid of everything, but about 10,000 words. Ouch. Because it was bad. It was, I write romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I wrote was the darkest thing I ever wrote. <laughs> Does it have a character who was talking to their dog because she yes. was so lonely? It's very sad. Um, I, I, my critique partners read it and they were, they were like, we've got a problem. And I, I knew that there was a problem. I just couldn't see it. You know, you get too close to it. So some of it has been an adjustment going full time. I mean, there's some people that would have gone full time, skated right into that and not look back, not had one problem adjusting, but I am not that person. And what I've also realized is that I just kind of have to write, I, I have to lean into the things that I'm good at and, and the things that make me, me and make me happy and being around other people makes me happy and telling stories makes me happy and I'm not a big outliner, but I try, you know, to have a loose outline, but I was trying to be a little more focused and have that one, you know, map out each scene. And I've spent probably 30, 40 minutes mapping out this scene, sat down to write. 
after the first sentence, the scene went a completely different way because in my brain, it just all clicked after that one scene. So I'm like, I'm not doing that anymore. That's just a waste of time. All right. So I kind of know, but that's it. Your, your Facebook post on at 20 books, that's where I, yeah. I saw it. And I got the idea for the show and I got the title in my mind because, of course, the name of that Facebook group is 20 Books to 50K. Yeah. And you you posted your uh, book report numbers mm-hmm. in there. I think they were 42,000. Mm-hmm. 42, add- yeah. And then add my audio book, it's about 43,000. Okay. So I'm in my own mind, I'm thinking two books to 43,000 is the title for the show. <laughs> and I just thought that would, ju- that would just be awesome. So I instantly wanted to do this show with you just based on that post. But I mean, those are, those are real numbers. And that includes the beginning when things weren't going as well. And now you are consistently at $5,000. And if you extrapolate this out and you get the next book out, you more than doubled with the second book. Mm-hmm. Who knows what could happen with the third book? So it's very exciting. All right, I'm gonna I want to hit you some with some quick questions, and then we're gonna get out of here. Okay. What's the last book you bought to help as for writing? The last book you bought to help you in your author business? Uh, it's a book by our friend Craig Martell, and it is the Become a Successful Indie Author. And Craig Martell, of course, is one of the godfathers, founders of the 20 Books group, and he he is is the godfather of the 20 Books conference. So, uh, yeah, lots of really solid information in that book. Uh Uh, What do you wish you had more time for in your author business? Probably um, marketing, yeah. I feel like I'm always kind of a step behind on that, but yeah. Okay. What's your favorite productivity tool or app, or program, or whatever? Uh, tomato. Have you used that? No. It's it's on online. It's tomato. It is the tomato.com. It's the Pomodoro. Oh, okay. All right. But it's a timer online, and so it times you. Okay, so yeah. what what is your Pomodoro length? 25 minutes. Okay, so you're, again, a rule follower. <laughs> I don't change it. <laughs> All right, if you could magically develop one superpower, what would it be? I'd write faster. (laughs) Write fast. Talk to Craig. I can write fast, but it's not not good. And it's not even, like, editable. Like, I'll just go off on a tangent. That's how the first book happened that I had to get rid of. Um, So write faster with – more, you know, being more mindful while I'm writing faster. That would probably be it. Jamie Albright, this has been fun. Jamie is the best-selling author of the Brides on the Run series, and that series is available exclusively at Amazon.com, right? That's correct. Jamie, what's the best way for listeners to connect with you? Uh, My website is www.jamiealbright.com, or you can find me on Facebook at uh, Jamie Albright. And you can also find her in the 20 Books group constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Not constantly. I've really backed off some. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you so much for listening. As always, we'll have links to everything we mentioned in the show notes, including Jamie's wonderful books and her audio books at theauthorbiz.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back again next week. And Jamie, thank you. Oh, thank you, Stephen. 